We're your hosts, Emily Kosofsky and Emily Oliveira, and you're listening to Soul Shine, the act of being fucking awesome. This is a conversation between a therapist and a hairdresser about being human. Soul train. Our topic today <laughs> is, you guessed it, Soul Train. Doesn't that have an actual like, song? Like Who's a, the, the show? Back Soul in the day? Soul Train? Yeah. Wasn't a show? That was like, a, remember the show, The Grind? No. Really? In the 90s? Is it an MTV? Yes. I didn't have cable. <laughs> I was one of those children. Well, there, was, there was a show called The Grind and it was just people dancing. Grinding. On like spring break. But like in the 70s, <laughs> there was about right. Soul Train. It was just uh, people dancing at the disco and you'd watch it on TV. Cooler grind. clothes. What a stupid show. Anyway. stupid. Well, this topic was inspired by a movie that I didn't even finish, but it was well done when I saw of it. And I just love this one scene. You didn't finish it? Actually, you didn't actually finish the movie? No. What movie? It was, I believe it was on Hulu about Gloria Steinem, uh, the renowned uh, fe- feminist who's done so much wonderful work. Um, you know, her with the cool hair and the um, aviator sunglasses. Anyway. There was a movie made about her and what they did was pick four significant ages across her life and have four actors play that those, those ages and sitting on one of those trains where there, there are two bucket seats facing each other so that these four versions of herself were able to ask questions and kind of investigate, hopefully find peace and just be curious and, and talk to one another, like, interesting. Yeah, like a younger version asking the older version, you know, did you did you follow that dream, or did that you know did that thing ever happen? Or um, how did you not watch the ending of that? I don't know. Like it sounds like a fucking cliffhanger if you didn't. Well, I mean, I know it's it's not it, because it's real life. I know kind of what happens to her. Um, oh, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I know nothing about this person. But, you know, uh, so yeah, it just brought up this, this whole idea, this whole visual around how do we connect with our younger selves and, and this idea I know you and I have talked about before of our inner child and kind of be who you needed when you were younger. And, you know, just looking, looking at that, like we're all those Russian dolls. I always forget the official name of them, but the oh, stacking no dolls. Um, that was cool though. Yeah. 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 All right. So I guess to start off, um, maybe as you're listening to this episode, you can just be asking yourself in your own life, what maybe four significant ages were, what kind of questions or comments you might have for your past self, selves. I'm trying to think of significant ages. You can just. Because you take it at such a different angle. I just, you know. Soul Train, you under all the roles we play. So it's like, I guess you're thinking of different roles at different times in life. Like, what are the different roles you played? How would you maybe play them different? Mm -hmm. What would one role say to another role? Sounds like a bad joke. I know. Lay off my butter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That makes no sense, but I like it. But it does, but it doesn't. Good. Good. Um, yeah, I was going to talk to you about um, 
internal family systems. It's um, yeah, let's talk about a, that. A therapy approach that I thought resonated on this topic because they posit that we are all made up of different parts, but underneath those parts um, or around them, however you want to look at it, is a spiritual center mm. or true self or soul. That's where I got soul. Yeah. 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 All my notes keep going back to like mm -hmm. your soul, your mm -hmm. core. And in, under this model, they define the spiritual center as the part um, or the core rather that has our healing properties mm. like curiosity and compassion. Uh, and we can over time um, intentionally work at kind of managing our parts differently so that our spiritual center is more pronounced and we have more of a sense of peace, which I like. So our job then is to unburden our parts hmm. from the unhelpful stories that they carry. So we have to neutralize the stories that each part carries. I like neutralize because mm -hmm. it's not such a pressure of get rid of it. Mm -hmm. just to neutralize. Mm -hmm. I mean, even a place to begin is to start looking at how much we time travel. I mean, we all do it in our minds, you know, but how present are you really? Like if, if you are remembering something that was upsetting or negative to you, it does become your present. Mm -hmm. That thing in and of itself is the past, but it's engaging with the thoughts of it in the present that brings it to the present. But peel back the present, peel back you, peel back the story you've told yourself, peel back your personality, peel back your family. What is underneath all of those roles? The soul. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get it right? <laughs> I like that you're like looking like, is that the right answer? <laughs> like, yeah, you even said that earlier. Because <laughs> um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like we got to take it even deeper. Your soul, your energy. We've talked about energy. We've talked about, you know, spirituality. We've talked about all these things in our podcast. Peel back any idea that you have you're literally just a ball of heat underneath all of it. But I just thought of that. We are all <laughs> like stars wrapped in skin or something. The light. Hell yeah. Hell like yeah. yeah. Like that's the direction that I want. Like underneath all the roles, who are we? Mm -hmm. We are stars wrapped in skin. And that... Energy is pervasive since the day we were born. Yes. It just. So it's it, like it, when, I, oh, sorry. when you're sitting on that train and at those four different points, instead of like, how'd it go or all this? How's your energy? Are you taking care of you? Are you taking care of your soul? Are you spiritually fulfilling whatever the inside of you needs? Mm -hmm. It's like we don't think enough about our soul, our energy, our vibes, all those things. We don't think enough about that. We're too worried about the roles we play mm -hmm. and making sure we play them well, which isn't a bad thing. 
But don't forget, underneath it all, we're literally all the same and we're all just balls of heat. Mm-hmm. That's really all we are. No, I love that. And it's, I, I like to believe that the soul is really, um, it just remains pure. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, did you ever, I'm just thinking of like this little kit I had as a kid of science experiments. And there's this little styrofoam case <laughs> with those glass slides that you put under the microscope. Oh, no, but it sounds fun. Okay. So I'm just picturing like, each little slide has a little blot of, of stuff on it and it's a story. Yeah. You know, and it can just, we can kind of put it under the microscope and examine it and look how it's serving us or not serving us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think about kind of almost going through that whole pack. Mm-hmm. And then in my mind, it's like the end of this little tray has whatever represents the soul, you know, but you just, you have to go through those slides yes, and kind of clear out the, the blurry ones. Yeah. yeah get rid of the blurry ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those blurry ones keep us separated from like our true being. Like we put ourselves in our own little boxes and we put ourselves in our own little categories. Um, I agree with that. And I think another way to look at that is just that we are, we're kind of complicit in feeling like someone else is authoring our story. Yes. It's another way of saying the external world is in, I'm a victim of the external world. Yes. But there is no external world. You're just a ball of energy. So focus on the ball of energy. I have this line. Time is the power of your ball of energy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the line. Uh, taking, so so just bring up this whole concept of taking responsibility Mm. for your internal landscape, for your story. Taking responsibility means being open to understanding how your own internal landscape is feeding your suffering. Yes. So for me, because I went down this route a little bit different than you of thinking of these, you know, our past selves, the, the idea of healing, how mm-hmm. do we heal to, to open up ourselves so that our soul can be more prominent. And, and that got me to asking like, what, what blocks that? Mm-hmm. And like a lot of things, it's, it's our beliefs, yeah. like blaming someone else or something else in the external world, mm-hmm. or just kind of believing that, well, life is unfair. So we're kind of meant to just be stuck and yeah. unhappy or there mm-hmm. was uh what did I write? Um, we are all more alike than we think. Mm-hmm. Ego, beliefs, and fear keep us separated. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. are all the things you're saying from the external <gasps> world that you yes. have to kind of really sort through those slides, sort, sort mm-hmm. through those ego slides, the beliefs mm-hmm. and the fear. And it's like, get rid of the blurry ones. What I love about that is, it, yes, I agree. It blocks from connecting with others, but also of course blocks from connecting with yourself. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, you're just keeping another role that you're playing. You're just keeping up the charade where it's like, peel it back, Mm -hmm. peel it back, be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. And so how do we, I think for uh, this idea of safety and comfort, right? Like a lot of times, even though it's uncomfortable, Maybe to 
hang on to the past. It still is our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about just how uncomfortable we would have to get to open ourselves up to healing. Um, I don't know how to word this. Um, Opening and healing individually. Sometimes like we can't really do that when it's a reflection of ourselves and we have to do it for ourselves. So I had this thought of, Instead of figuring out what's under our personal role, it's like what's under the role of like the entire human race? Like what's the common denominator? Like what should we all be doing while we're here? So, you know, oh, we should all be lifting each other up. We should all be working as community. We should all be participating in each other's lives. So it's like, if you can't think of it as just your own role, like what's underneath all of it, because maybe you're not doing those things and you don't want to face it. Try to take like a bigger picture look and you're like, all right, we're humans on this planet, 2021. What are the roles that, you know, what should be underneath all of these, these careers, all these roles that we have, like who Mm -hmm. are we as a whole? And then kind of compare yourself to, maybe what you think the world should be doing. And then you can look at yourself and be like, well, what am I doing? I think particularly in this day and age when yes, people are more woke, as you say, <laughs> but there's also just so many distractions. Oh so it does God. take such an intentional effort to, to peel those back. Oh, I had this thing about distractions, subconscious. Oh, where is it? Um, because my, I'm just saying, go ahead and keep looking for it. But by now I feel like one of my roles is Amazon shopper. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, my God. I know. So go ahead. I order all the fucking time. Um, our soul lives with our subconscious. Is it full of intention or distractions? Mm. Cause just like we don't think much about our subconscious, we don't think much about our soul. We don't think much about like literally the core being of us. So it's like, our soul is living with our subconscious. What's going on in your subconscious? Are you like intentional on what you're doing mm-hmm. in the roles that you play on earth? Or are you just filling it with distractions and procrastination and just going along? Mm-hmm. Do you think about your subconscious? I do. Well, I think about my internal world um, and I ask myself things like, what variables are contributing you know, to how I feel right now? Um, where is my energy at versus where I would want it to be at? Things like that. Um, but I, you know, despite, uh, I'm just realizing this, despite us, of course, having this whole show and talking about it so much, I'm actually, I will admit, I, I don't actively ask myself about my soul. I don't use that word with myself. No. And now I'm thinking about what that might look like. And <laughs> now I'm thinking everything. Damn changed. it. What's that look like? <laughs> no, but it's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Like, I feel like I really listen to what my fucking soul says. And sometimes that's what makes everything in my life. So black and white. I'm like, this doesn't feel good. My initial reaction, this doesn't feel good. My gut reaction, this doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Or this does feel good. I'm going to go forward with this and see. I'm going to stop this because this doesn't feel good. And like, I feel like maybe too much, but I'm super 
focused on my subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like I'm picky with the music I let play in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm picky with, you know, the things kind our like, clients how's it tell all us. Flowing? Yeah. The things that our clients tell us that I actually hold on to and really think about. I'm picky about what's in my environment. I'm picky about, you know, what advertisements I want to read. Like we don't think about all those little things. Those little things live with our soul. Mm -hmm. We don't think about our soul. We don't think about all the commercials on TV. And what do you think would be different if we did regularly think about our souls? I think we'd be kinder. I agree. Mm -hmm. You know, I was saying earlier to you about like, you know, everything's comma and comma has such this like, negative meaning behind it. Whenever people say comma, they're like, oh, she's going to bite you in the ass. But it's like, no, comma is just what you put out will come back. You know, you, you really try to keep your soul, you keep your inner being, you keep your energy really clean. You try to really put your best foot forward. That's what's going to come back to you. But I don't think people think about that enough or nourish their soul in such a way that they feel fulfilled that they're not attacking everything around them. Cause if you really feel like fulfilled and you feel like yeah. your soul is warm and someone comes storming Ooh. in a room and says something to you, you're never going to be like, Hey, fuck you. You're not, right, right. you're just not. Right. That um, dissatisfaction or comparing ourselves to others, not feeling good enough. Right. Puts us a bit, puts our soul on the defensive. And it's so interesting that we do compare ourselves because we are literally all the fucking same being. We're just in different bodies with different opinions, different perspectives, different backgrounds. We're all the fucking same. Didn't you Google some shit? Yes. I mean, this could be, I don't know, so wrong. I just wanted to (laughs) Google um, some shit about we're all, we're all alike. Well, yeah, basically that our DNA, that our DNA is, uh, is, is the, the human genome is mostly the same in all people, but there are variations. Yeah. This genetic variation accounts for about 0.001% of each person's DNA and contributes to differences in appearance and health. 0.001% is the difference of us. We share zero zero one percent is what makes us different. All human beings are ninety nine point nine percent identical in their genetic makeup. Holy shit! See, we're all the fucking same. Why do we act like it's more than that? Right? Wait, what do you mean more than that? That's almost everything. We're the fucking oh, same. Oh, less than that. I'm sorry, sorry. No, I was like, we talking about same and less. Why do we act like we're so fucking different? Because the know. stories we've told ourselves. I know. Because See, the- this is the power of storytelling. <laughs> yes. But you know what? It's also stories that our environment told us. It's stories our families mm-hmm. have told us. It's mm-hmm. stories that all the different the TV circles. has told us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, no, it's hi. not that mysterious. It's just upsetting. We're all the fucking same. Yeah, Hello. which like blows my mind with like you know all the fucking racism and shit. It's like motherfucker, you're all the same people. Like you're all the fucking same people. You don't like someone because their fucking skin color. I'm sorry, what? You're just an asshole. And I think that you need to do some meditating because we are 99.9% the fucking same. Blows my mind. Hey, can you Google? That's the episode. That's like, (laughs) come on. Can can you Google how close we are to mushrooms? Gosh, okay, go ahead. (laughs) Aren't humans like super close to mushrooms too? Or like fungi and how like 
fungus can send messages under like the dirt to each other and like all these things. Oh, I mean, nature communicates so much. We think we're so fucking smart. Um, I could be wrong, but I thought we were We No, we share nearly 50% of our DNA with fungi. Crazy. That's still crazy. That's still crazy. And like 98 to 99% with chimpanzees. (laughs) That's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Like motherfucker, we're mushrooms. Well, we're half mushrooms. Well, but it it just brings up this, right. The interconnectedness of all things. We're literally, Mm -hmm. you know, I like to say all the time that uh, like we're literally earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the earth is made up of what? 70% water. Our bodies are made up of 90 are we 90% water? Something like that. We She's like, like I gotta keep fucking Google that. Apparently we're like, how much water are we? Help us. But it's like, we're literally made up of the same shit. Energy, water, and a little bit of matter. What the fuck is the planet? Energy, water, and a little bit of land. Water. Here we go. Up to 60% of the human. Oh, 90%. I think I was thinking, I was like, I was thinking blood. Um, no, I think um, the brain and heart are composed of 73% water. <laughs> That's coffee. <laughs> Wrong oh way. Drink some water. Mm-hmm. So we're about 70% water. The earth is yeah. about 70% yeah. water. <gasps> the fact that Love people that don't match. realize that. Mm-hmm. And the people are like, oh, you know, yeah, the full moon, it really does make me crazy. I'm like, no, no, we're just water. And mm-hmm. the water's going crazy in your body. We're literally earth. We're literally all the fucking same. Energy does not die. It just keeps getting put into new forms. You could have been fungus. You could have been a monkey. You could have been a person. You could have been a tree. It's just fucking energy. It's really cool to think about that. Yeah? Yeah, just interconnectedness. Everything's so fucking connected. Everything is so fucking connected. And we're worried about the roles that we play Mm -hmm. as... In the external world. In the external world, which is also your external world is created by your values, your belief, Mm -hmm. your cultural conditioning, Mm -hmm. your programming, your fucking perception, your opinion. That is what your eternal world is. And yours is different than mine. But you know what? Underneath all that, we're just energy. Same thing. Twinsies. Same fucking shit. Mm -hmm. But we don't see that. We don't reciprocate that. And we don't put out what we want back. We just take everything so almost defensively. And it's like, no, if you understood so then, more of that, I feel like yeah, you would the act. Defensiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it. So the assessment is what am I holding on to? What's is not it serving nourishing me my well? soul? Yes. Yes. What's nourishing me in this moment? As Don't of even today, say me. Don't even say me because me is an external role. Oh. What is nourishing the soul? Can you give us some examples of what what you feel in your life nourishes your soul? Um, being quiet, mm-hmm. being quiet, because it like allows me to, as I'm getting quiet, process all the things of the external world, and stick the good stuff in my pocket and let go of the other stuff, so then I can then quiet myself. And then when you're ready to get back to the external world, you now have a pocket of goodies of things that actually nourish you, mm-hmm. things that you're excited about, things that inspire you, things that motivate you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like getting quiet. And that doesn't even necessarily mean sit quietly in meditation, like getting quiet 
put on music with no words. Mm -hmm. Stop letting the external world kind of dictate your subconscious. So like get quiet. I love that. You know, stop letting the external world dictate your subconscious. And that's exactly what it does. Like I remember before we talked about like cooking and you were like, yeah, I get, I put up these Ted talks and I put these things up and I do all these things while I'm cooking. And I'm like, oh, I just cook. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I do. So it's like, I'm not sitting and meditating, but I'm getting quiet in my activity. And meditation is right, paying attention. Yes. Paying attention. True. So, so if you don't want to sit down and like yeah, literally be you can't quiet. I say that. Oh my gosh, it's so flexible. Do it your way. There's yeah. so many ways to meditate. I promise but, you can do it. But like getting quiet. <clears throat> I feel like quiet. That makes me think of um, Glennon Doyle's wonderful book, Untamed. And she talks throughout the book about this idea of that we can always find the answers within us. And I don't believe she used the word soul, but I think she was getting to the essence of that with stillness that mm-hmm. there is that we can always hear. And I, I do believe that I, at first when I was reading, I thought maybe that's an oversimplification, but we might not act on it. But I think a lot of times we know, it. I, I see that so much with clients, this it's, it's being manifested as confusion, mm-hmm. but I feel, of course I'm speculating. I'm sitting with this person, but um, that they do know that they want to break up with this person oh, yeah. or that they want to change jobs or that they are hiding parts of themselves out of fear. Oh, absolutely. And if they just sat, you know, they don't, they don't have to say it to me or, you know, or say it out loud, but that it's there. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what kind of power could occur if people did more of what you're suggesting, just literally finding stillness in any way they can. And getting quiet. Mm-hmm. But again, with getting quiet brings the unknown brings fear, brings, okay, I've now had this realization. Do I have to act on it? Like it does bring so many layers. But at the end of the day, do you, I don't want to say uh, reincarnation, but what do you think happens to your energy and your soul when you die? Mm. Like personal question. Do you think it goes away? Well, I, I think, uh, I believe that it does somehow transfer to another spiritual plane mm-hmm. of some sort of whatever. Yes. I, and I'm not saying that manifests in ghosts or, you know, traditional naming of any of that. I'm not literally sure. Literally, might just go into the quantum but, realm. Yes. Yes, exactly. Some but, sort of. But the energy sticks around. Galaxy. Somehow. Yes. Yes. Right. So I had this thought. Our soul will remain when our physical body exits. Shouldn't we work on the soul too? Mm. If that's what transcends our bodies. Right. That's going to be wow. what's actually left behind. People want to talk about mm. like, you know, what's that word I'm looking for? Like legacy. Or, yes. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. They talk about that. And it's like, yeah, but your body's going to go. That energy is always going to be here. So instead of, you know, accomplishing something maybe on a piece of paper, like get your soul ready, get your soul ready because that's what's going to be handed on to someone else or something else or go somewhere else or become part of another galaxy to create some other force of energy. But we don't think about nourishing our soul. I guess we don't really know what the fuck nourishing our soul is. Well, that's it. It's an abstract thought. I'm just thinking, um, once again, at the end of the episode, naming our intention that I wanted to say at the beginning, but I think it really is as simple as 
bringing this question to the table. Mm -hmm. We are asking you to ask yourself, what is my soul? Where is it? What is it doing? I love what you said before. How warm is it? Mm -hmm. Is it cold? How many rolls is it hiding under? Yeah. Is it fucking cold? Give it a little blanket. Right? Warm that shit up. Um, oh, what do I got over here? Uh, are we filled with overrated pleasure? And can your soul see how it's not working? Oh, yeah. The soul knows. Yeah, the soul knows. The, soul, the body bought a thousand dollars worth of clothes. The soul knows that you're still not happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like when you say you work at your clients and you say things, you're like, oh, I know deep down it's this. They don't need to say it. They don't need to do this. You know, I hope that they come to that realization, mm-hmm. but it's like your soul knows. And it's okay if you don't want to admit now and you want to procrastinate on opening that. Right. But your soul fucking knows. Like it knows, you know. Quiet down and listen to it. And Something that resonates within us. Yeah. I, uh, I wrote, you know, ego tells you who you are, but your soul keeps your heart open and beating. Oh. The, the ego is just all these fucking stories. Bad or good, they're just stories. But your soul God, love that. is literally that life force inside of you that keeps your fucking heart beating. And it keeps it open. Open to love, open to do those things. Open to try to love, open to have experiences. Like that's your soul. It's your ego that's like, I don't want to have that experience because I might fail at it. That's just ego. But your soul is like, fuck it, let's try it. I just remembered, we haven't brought her up in a while, but Sarah Blondin, just a wonderful meditation goddess. And she, I forget exactly which meditation it was, but just this line of, um, she just says, you are worthy, dear one, from the moment you took your very first breath. Oh, dear one. She does say that a lot. You are worthy. And I just, we have so many experiences and stimuli and stories and it's understandable that the soul can can get a little chilly yeah the soul is literally the subconscious we don't think about our subconscious we don't think about our soul but we can we can you should Mm -hmm. not even we can you should Mm -hmm. because when everything's all said and done that's what's still going to remain that comma you put out into the world that soul you put out into the world the light you put out into the world that's what remains, not your fucking skin and bones, not your degrees, not your achievements at work, not all the things you bought, not it's just all, stuff. That's just stuff. That's your external world that you created mm-hmm. into your reality. Important. It, you know, Absolutely. obviously it's not that that's the it's experience. Not that it's not important. That's the richness of life. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the things that you can enjoy. But I feel like if you don't understand what your soul wants or needs, you're never going to enjoy those external validations because you're going to always fall back on, maybe I'm not enough. Seeking. Seeking. But it's like, I don't know. Talk to your soul. Try silence over seeking. Yes. Yeah. What are you looking for? It ain't there. Oh. And the faster you know it's not there, the faster it's there. Mm. Mm. Oh, 
I know. What? Fucked up. Um, all right. Should I end this with a, a Ram Das quote? <gasps> you know it. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. All right. This is Ram Das. <laughs> a boy. A boy. Rest in peace. Um, souls love. That's what souls do. Egos don't. But souls do. Become a soul. Look around. And you'll be amazed at all the beings around you. Our souls. Be one. See one. Your ego has nothing to do with anything. Your soul is what allows you to fucking love and look around. Everyone around you is just a soul too. It's really all we are underneath all of this. Yeah. Just try to see the light within yourself and see it in the people around you. 99.9% the same, guys. Yeah, 50% mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) And at the end of the day, you know, we're all going to fucking die, but... Our energy is still going to be floating out in the world. So make the world a better place. Chugga, 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 make chugga. the world choo, a better choo. place. How does that soul train? Oh, make the world will be a better place for you. Michael Jackson? For me. Yeah. No, probably. Yeah. Totally. Doesn't matter. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Warm that soul. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Soulshine Podcast. You can email us at soulshinepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear ideas for future shows and even get you on here to shoot the shit and tell us your story. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And most importantly, don't forget to let your soul shine.